Constantly second-guessing yourself and doubting yourself can create all this uncertainty. It makes you feel super indecisive and destroys your confidence, where every decision that you have to make traps you in this cycle of hesitation, seeking validation from others, and being fearful of making the wrong choice. But imagine a life where your decisions are made with conviction and clarity, where you just know what to do. Welcome to the Slow Down Time podcast. I'm Van An, a second generation Vietnamese Australian on my journey away from being the busy and stressed out primary school teacher into a slower, more present version of myself. This podcast is here to help you rediscover what it is you want and to begin letting go of cultural pressure to rush through life. Yes, you'll question your identity, your life decisions, and begin trusting yourself to fully live with intention. I'm so excited to be your host and to walk you through this journey. Let's get into the episode. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm talking about the areas of my life where I kept second-guessing myself, and I'll share how I learned to trust in myself more, not fully, because I'm still working on it, but I've come a long way since the good girl days where I had no self-trust and just followed what was expected of me based on others' opinions. And I'll share my lessons to show you how you can begin to do the same. Now, before we get deep into the episode, though, I want to remind you that tickets for the retreat are on sale. If you're looking for some dedicated time for yourself to begin uncovering your confidence and self-trust, then I'd love to have you join the Calm Retreat. For more details, you can check out the show notes at the end of this episode or head to kindofheart.com slash retreat. So now I'm going to share my experiences. And I want you to reflect on your own experiences too. Maybe you relate to what I've gone through and can use my story as lessons. So where I mostly felt myself doubting and second-guessing my decisions were in three main areas, which was my career, my relationships, and my lifestyle. And it felt like it was a constant inner battle weighing out the pros and cons of every situation and still being indecisive, not being sure what to do. I had little trust in my own instincts and I was really nervous about making the wrong choice, how I'd be judged if I did the wrong thing and how it would be a huge waste of my time and effort. And this led to missed chances, missed opportunities, limiting myself and holding myself back because I didn't think I was capable or that the situation didn't even seem possible for me. And it caused me to feel stuck in a perpetual state of uncertainty. My mind was just so exhausted from thinking through all of these decisions, going back and forth for days, weeks, or even months. So let's chat about each of those areas where I tended to second guess myself the most. So in my career, as I've mentioned in many, many podcast episodes and in my Instagram content, I felt like this was a huge responsibility to pick the right career because 
I didn't think that it was possible to change, that I had to pick one and stick with it, that I had to work all the way until I retired in that same career. So when I was in year 10, I went through the job guide and I dog-eared a few pages that I thought might be it. The jobs I considered were nursing, being an optometrist, being a vet, and of course, being a primary school teacher as well, or even a psychologist. So it was mostly to do with teaching psychology or some area in health. I really had no idea. When I thought about each job and read through the role description and all the responsibilities, I thought about whether I would be able to do it. If the description matched what I thought I was capable of or imagined myself to be capable of. And slowly that list became even smaller. And I liked the idea of working in the health sector because I wanted to help my family, wanted to take care of my own health. And it was just good knowledge to have. But I had to face some of my fears of seeing blood and sick people and sick animals. So I really doubted whether I could even do that as a job and manage those situations daily. So that was crossed off the list. I also thought about the amount of money that I could potentially earn in each job. I didn't even consider some of those higher paying jobs because I didn't think that it was even possible for me to earn that much. It seemed like a crazy amount of money. And I thought I didn't need that money anyway, which I still agree with. I'm not trying to live a life of luxury here, just of comfort. So I didn't even consider some of those high paying jobs, which I thought needed a lot of work, a lot of training, a lot of hours dedicated to that and just working more than full-time hours. So gone off the list. So I went back and forth for two years from year 10 until year 12 until I had to choose a uni degree. But even when I had made the decision to do primary education, I second-guessed it. I doubted myself and whether it was the wrong choice, if it was something I could potentially do for the rest of my life. And honestly, I don't even know if I would have made any career decision with confidence back then. I don't think I would have been 100% sure about any of my choices because I had no idea what I actually wanted, how I wanted my life to look like, the type of person I wanted to become in the future. And I didn't even know my values. I had never thought about it. Like I kind of knew what was important to me, but not really, because this was the start of a new chapter, you know, finding a career, starting that, working full-time. It just completely changed my view of the world. I was just so focused on choosing something that I settled for a career that sounded doable, where I could have some sort of impact and earn a decent amount of money, just enough to get by. So that was my thought process for choosing my career. I had no confidence, no clarity. I had no idea what I even wanted, but I just chose something which I don't regret at all because it has led me to where I am now. All the thoughts, all the beliefs about myself, about how I view the world and how I want my life to look, it has helped me think about all of those things in the process. 
Another area where I felt a lot of self-doubt, a lot of confusion, where I second-guessed myself a lot was in my relationships. And I'm talking about all types of relationships. And I second-guessed myself a lot, especially when I was seen as inferior in any sort of way, like to my parents, to other elders, to my supervisors at work to anybody who I thought was more of an expert in any area. And this was also to my friends. So in any situation where I felt like I wasn't very confident, which was a lot of areas back then where I really didn't feel comfortable being myself and I saw everybody as better than me in a lot of ways, I second-guessed myself a lot. I second-guessed what I said. And in the conversations that we had, I think back to what I said and dwell on what I shouldn't have said or what I should have said instead, and or the moments where I felt really embarrassed or made myself look like I was dumb. And I place a lot of weight on their opinions of me or what I did. I just really lacked a lot of confidence. And I took a lot of other people's opinions as my own because. I felt like everybody's opinions were more important than mine, so I never listened to myself. And by doing this, I didn't allow myself to even begin to trust in my thoughts, my own opinions, because I never really had any. And when I did, I thought, oh, nah, that's not good. Somebody else said something different. So I went with that idea instead of my own, because I always trusted in others and thought they were better than me, that they were smarter than me. They have more experience than me in almost all areas of life. And so I trusted in others more and didn't even give myself the chance to uncover my own intuition, to remove all those layers of opinions covering up my own. And this goes back to the respect that's so important within Asian culture and the respect that we hold to elders. I place myself lower on the hierarchy And my thoughts weren't really valued when I was younger, that if I stood my ground and tried to convey my thoughts and ideas, I wouldn't even be heard. Or I was told that I was young or stupid or naive, that my parents or relatives or elders or anybody older than me had life experience and that I'd have to do what they said. Otherwise, it would be a huge mistake. So within my relationships, I struggled to voice my opinions. Or sometimes I didn't have any at all. And I always doubted myself. What I said, what I did, what I was thinking. I had a lot of doubts and second-guessed myself so much within all my relationships because I lacked that confidence in myself. And I didn't allow myself to have opinions. Now, in the third area, the lifestyle area, I always tended to second-guess myself here too. I just questioned a lot of things about how I lived my life back then, how I spent my time, whether I worked out or not, whether what I ate was healthy or full of nutrition as a vegetarian back then, whether I spent too much time on work or if I traveled or spent time on doing things for fun or what events I'd go out to. I questioned whether I should or shouldn't do those things and always thought about the consequences of what I did. I questioned everything I did 
how much or how little time I spent on them and whether they'd help me in my life. Because remember, I've said this before, but everything I did had a purpose. I couldn't waste time doing things that didn't lead me to a goal or didn't help me in my career or didn't help me physically. So everything had a purpose. And once it wasn't serving a purpose, I'd stop doing them. And there were so many reasons why I second-guessed my own lifestyle choices. But the main one was that I wanted to be perceived a certain way, that I had everything figured out, that my life was moving forward and that everything was going well. And if I made choices where it showed my life wasn't moving forward, then I felt like I was stuck. But in the process, I was constantly doubting my decisions, comparing myself to society's standards and being easily influenced to do what was expected of me, just to get praised or validated by others. I was also scared of failing and not even reaching the normal career or life milestones. And I was really relying on validation and approval from others to know whether I was on track. So those were the three main areas where I second-guessed myself so much. Have a think about those areas for you. Are you doubting your career, your relationships, the way your life is looking right now, and whether you're hitting those milestones that everybody else seems to be hitting? Please share it with me in a DM on Instagram because I'd love to know. So now that I've learned from some of those previous experiences and gained some really valuable lessons, I want to share what I did to help me begin trusting in my own thoughts and decisions. And I hope that this helps you to build your confidence so that you could live your life with more intention, to feel more fulfilled in your career and content within all areas of your life. So this is what I've learned to do. The first one is to be more self-compassionate. Now, there are a lot of self-whatever words, fill in the blank, self-care, self-trust, self-belief, self-a lot of things. But self-compassion is one of those big things that I've really learned and practiced in my own life for the past few years. And I had to realize that I was being so unfair to myself compared to my loved ones. For example, if myself and a friend had both planned to go to the gym together, but we both felt too exhausted and needed a day to rest, I'd respond differently to them as opposed to myself. To them, I would say, yeah, don't go to the gym. It's okay. Take the time off because you've worked really hard. You can just go tomorrow. As opposed to what I'd say to myself, thinking, if you skip today, you'll probably skip the whole week and you didn't actually even work that hard, so you should still train. And this was a little reality check for me, thinking about how I talk to myself. And it's not the same as when I talk to somebody else. I had to see and hear that distinction for me to begin being more self-compassionate treating myself the way I'd also treat my loved ones. Instead of hearing this Asian parent voice yelling at me, criticizing me or telling myself off, saying that I haven't worked that hard. So that was a huge thing that helped me. 
So here's a question for you. Do you hear your angel or your devil when it comes to making decisions? And does it stop you from confidently making a decision? The next lesson that I learned to help me trust myself more was based on my view of mistakes. I had been conditioned to see mistakes as a huge setback, a waste of time, waste of effort, a waste of energy. I saw it as something that could also cost me a lot of money. And I can remember my parents telling me not to waste my time or waste anything, waste resources. But when I allowed myself to just learn from each experience, I didn't have this pressure to get it right, not making the wrong choices and being yelled at by my parents, but I just allowed myself to learn. Mistakes and failures aren't so much of a thing that I'm afraid of anymore. It's a lesson for me to use as stepping stones to eventually get to my desired goal. So have a think about the mistakes or the failures or the setbacks that you're afraid of making so that your cons list for every decision doesn't seem as bad. And this was a huge thing that helped me to realize that, yeah, I can trust in myself regardless of what happens next because I can handle it (laughs) and there are people who can help me and it's not going to be the end of the world, basically. So mistakes aren't that bad. The next thing I learned to do over the last few years was to reflect on my past successes because I was so stuck in the negative. I was so conditioned to think of all the bad things that could happen or the things that could go wrong, what I've done wrong, and the embarrassing moments that I've experienced where my face would literally go red rather than think about my strengths and what I did to be successful in previously tough situations. So I kept my own wins list. I have a photo album on my phone with photos that remind me of successful moments or feelings or even tiny things I'm really proud of. And this is what I do with my coaching clients as well, because I know the power of recognizing your own power. This was especially helpful for me when I wasn't sure if I was capable of doing a new thing, that the new thing seemed super scary and I was procrastinating it really badly, like maybe going after a new job or when deciding to attend an event where I knew I'd be uncomfortable, which I did two weeks ago and I'm so proud of myself for. But these moments were there to remind me that every situation might be a little bit uncomfortable, but that I shouldn't doubt or second guess myself because I've done hard things before and I can do it again. Another lesson that I've learned is to identify my values and priorities. And this has helped me dramatically with feeling confident in my own unique path. And I want to highlight the word unique because as we all know, and we hear it all the time, we are all unique and on a unique path. But I talk about this a lot because it's really, really important. It has changed my life basically. And I go through this in all my coaching programs and all my events and everything I do is based on my values. And this helped me to stop comparing my own achievements and accomplishments with other people and their accomplishments, which 
made me doubt myself even more. But instead, it helped me to put on my blinders and focus on what I wanted from my life and the person that I wanted to become in the process. And it all started when I realized that my career, which was where I spent anywhere between 40 to 60 hours on every single week, and it wasn't even in alignment with my values of family and connecting with my loved ones, I realized that I am making a difference, yes, which is one of my values, but it didn't allow that time for me to really connect with my loved ones because I spent most of my time preparing work, planning work, planning resources, teaching, tutoring. Everything I did was focused on my career, but it didn't allow for all the other important areas of my life. And I realized that there were a lot of things that are important to me, like my health, my relationships, my hobbies, traveling, being out in nature. So many things that are in alignment with my values. So many important things that I wanted to also do outside of my career. But knowing my values kind of made it harder in a way. So it's also about prioritizing. Which ones will I be intentional with right now? Out of everything that's important to me, which ones are priorities for this season in my life? So when I was really overwhelmed with everything, I stretched myself so thin that I second-guessed everything I did. And maybe you're in the same boat. So I suggest you become more intentional with your time by being clear on your values and priorities. This point is to show you that I didn't completely build this trust in myself overnight. I still had to rely on the opinions of others and slowly, slowly, really slowly, leaned into my own instincts and intuition. So I still asked for others' opinions and their reasoning, like why, why they thought that, why they believed that. So I listened to what my loved ones had to say, but I allowed myself to make an informed decision, whatever that was, whether it was for or against what they said. So I gave myself permission to make the decision myself based on how I felt, based on me weighing out the pros and cons and ultimately deciding for myself. So you don't have to completely just cut people out and never ask others for help and their opinions, but just listen then reflect and decide for yourself. And this really helped me to become aware of my thoughts, my doubts, and work on my self-trust muscles. <laughs> and this last point is something you can do right now, which is to start asking only yourself, no outside opinions, okay, for small decisions. So just start asking yourself questions. And this is why life coaching and coaching in general is so powerful because we teach you how to self-coach yourself. Does that make sense? Self-coach yourself? Is that kind of redundant? But when you start asking yourself powerful questions, your mind finds a way to answer it. Your intuition finds a way to show you what is the right decision for you. So don't think about what others would want or what they prefer you to do. Just think about you. And I know that's a lot easier said than done. But even something simple, like small decisions, what do you feel like eating? What time do you want to go to sleep? What book do you want to read? Not which book 
should you read? And as you're thinking about those little things, check in with your body and your emotions. How do you feel? What are your emotions telling you? Because your emotions are your messengers. And these small decisions don't affect other people, just yourself. So it's a great chance to confidently start making your own decisions just for yourself. So I really hope that this episode helps you to live more authentically in alignment with your values and how you dream your future to be. Remember that you're a human being, not a human doing. I'll chat to you in the next episode. Join me for a cozy getaway to the Blue Mountains. The Calm Retreat is where you can surround yourself in nature and other amazing women who are also second-guessing where they are in life right now. Let's build meaningful connections with ourselves and be more intentional about our lives. For more details, head to kindofheart.com retreat or check out the link in the show notes. Hope to see you there.